Hello, everybody. Drasco here from 10knorm.com, where my main focus is to help guide heart-centered entrepreneurs under 10K months to transcend all of the blind spots that are keeping them from thinking, feeling, acting, and authentically marketing so they can normalize their own versions of 10K months. And on today's episode, we have a Real Talk segment where I bring in a heart-centered entrepreneur on their way towards their own 10K norm. And we have some real talk about what's currently their biggest challenge towards their 10K norm. And in that, we explore who they are, why they do what they do. And then live on the call, I get to help them get out of their own way on a challenge that they're currently experiencing towards their 10K norm. And for today's guest, we have Tamara Jeffries, who is the owner of Grow and Thrive Wellness, which is a uh, or rather, who is a holistic trauma counselor. She's a transformational coach, an international yoga teacher. Uh, and if that wasn't enough, she's also an author who helps women heal trauma and transform their lives. Uh, she does this as both one-on-one uh, -on -one work and in her group 12-month uh, program. Um, and she's also the author of the groundbreaking Empowered Women's Guide to Healing Trauma e-course. And uh, for anybody interested, and I'm sure we'll get into this on the call, uh, it's a comprehensive holistic approach and delivering a body-based mindfulness tools to heal the mind, body, and spirit. So tomorrow, very excited to have you on the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm great. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, have you on here as well, because, you know, like, as I always start these episodes, like I read these little blurbs that, you know, give the context of who you are, but it's like, okay, like, that's just me reading it. And you seem to have, like I said, it was like a laundry list of things that you're, you know, good at and experience that. So I'd love to hear it from your words, um, you know, what you do, who you do it for, and, you know, ultimately how you got into it. Okay. We can do that. Um, thank you for that intro. So yeah, I am a holistic counselor and a transformational coach. And I started this work back in um, 2005, uh, first as a volunteer at a rape crisis center. And from there, I just kind of grew in my skill set and my education. Um, I knew that I wanted to work with trauma survivors. And as I you know, progressed, I just realized I needed um, of more a fuller toolkit. So, and I also knew that I wanted to work holistically. So I just decided to get as many certifications in everything possible <laughs> so that I could be this like one-stop shop. So I got certified as a body worker, as a yoga teacher. I got my master's in somatic psychology and all these certifications working with trauma and then my life coach certification so that I could just, just, you know, sit down with any woman and say, okay, you know, where are you today? we can find an entry point in like one of, through one of these modalities. So I've been doing it, you know, for all these years and um, now recently moved everything onto, you know, online. So now everything's virtual, which has been interesting. You know, I thought that it would be like something would be lost in translation, but it really hasn't. I'm really like grateful for the technology because we can still see each other and still have that resonance and, um, and still do some powerful work. So that's that's what I'm doing now. Love it. And uh, I think there's so much there with regards to, like, I think the part that shines through for me is this big and deep love for, like, this is almost like your soul's calling work, yes. right? Like I yes. 
took all of these certifications and I got really good at understanding all of the aspects that I could mm -hmm. potentially like, and I say attack simply to just kind of point that like I can oh, yeah. take it from yeah. any sides, not as yeah. like an attack. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, you know, both in my own experience uh, with regards to the work that I've done, the the trauma that I've dealt with, and mm. um, just for context, so I, I owned a brick and mortar uh, weight loss center for 10 right. years. So right. the holistic approach and approaching not just, okay, like the mechanics of, you know, what you're doing, but to approach it holistically in the sense mm -hmm. that you can attack it from many different angles, I think is such a key uh, thing. So just kudos to you for that. Thank you. And, yeah, you're very welcome. And what I'd love to know is how does that show up with regards to, you know, the, the clients and uh, the people that you work with? So it attracts women who are identifying as trauma survivors, and that can be emotional, physical, or sexual trauma. Um, I've, you know, put myself on all of the platforms, so I find that I'm getting some traction from women who are finding me on Facebook or finding me on Instagram, but however they find me, you know, they're resonating to this message that I'm putting out there and, and are ready to do the work. Love it. And uh, one of the things you said with you guys, like, okay, like they're ready to do the work. So mm -hmm. from my understanding and like the work that I've done personally with regards to trauma, the way that I've always understood it as like a definition is like anything that happens that I couldn't handle in the moment, right? So mm -hmm. I would actually, just before I continue, like I'd love to know, you know, as somebody who's an expert in it, how do you mm -hmm. like take that in? Is there anything to add to that? Like, I'd love to know more about that piece. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the textbook definition of trauma is a stress that is beyond our everyday um, reality. You know, it's it takes, we all have coping skills as we deal with stress on a daily basis, but a trauma is a stress that is so large and so um, overwhelming to our nervous system that we aren't able to access our normal coping skills. And that's why it becomes a trauma. But I think now that um, for a long time, I was a real like staunch purist on that because you get people saying like traffic today was such a trauma and it's like traffic is bad, but it's never like a trauma. But now that we've been through this pandemic, like an entire year of being in a pandemic, I feel like everyone who's been through this has now experienced what it is to live in a stressful situation that is beyond your normal coping skills. So I think at this point, everybody is exhibiting some trauma signs. Got it. And what about in instances where, and again, I'm just kind of, in many ways, kind of selfishly uh, picking at your brain here. Sure. Um, in instances where like, you know, you have kind of the, I don't want to say if it's the typical model or like the, the typical narrative of, you know, something happens in childhood that, like you said, you don't have the capacity to interpret as you would as an adult. Yeah. I know a lot of times this has been true for me and even some of the clients that I work with that help, you know, move them through certain aspects of like, okay, like that, that thing happened just because it's not considered, you know, people would say like big T trauma, mm -hmm. it was still something that was internalized in a way that's not providing the results that you want. So I'm just curious, yes. you know, in your definition and your understanding, mm -hmm. would that be a good way to look at it? Yeah, I think that, again, yeah, that, that big T definition of trauma, it's like, as children, 
we don't have any resources really other than our caregivers. And if our caregivers aren't there to tend to us um, in a way that's, that is um, loving, nurturing, affirming, and, and soothing when something bad happens to us, then we don't know how to metabolize it. We don't know how to, to, make, to integrate it. We don't know what it is. And so it just kind of lives in this, as this foreign thing in us. And it becomes the, the foundation of belief systems and if it happened at a young enough age, it falls into the unconscious. So we don't even know that we're dealing with these things anymore, you know? And so it could be, it, it's really interesting because we're all different and we all have different range of um, resilience, right? So one child who gets sternly yelled at by a teacher, like that could scar that child until adulthood. Like they will forever have this maybe the teacher called them stupid because they didn't do something right on a test or whatever, but they'll have that seed of doubt in themselves forever. And it can be just as um, damaging to their psyche as someone who was beaten because it's just, it's, we're different in our levels of resilience. So, you know, I, I, I try to encourage people when they say things like, you know, they try to compare and they're like, I never went through anything like major. And I'm like, you don't have to go through something major you have to go through something that was major for you. If it was major for you, that's all that matters, you know? So does that answer your question? A hundred percent. I mean, it was, okay. I guess like I had an understanding of it, like I said, I've, I've worked through it. I, I wouldn't consider myself by any stretch of imagination a trauma specialist, but mm -hmm. in terms of working through certain things that come up that were like ripple effects of, you know, big T, little T trauma, like that does come yes. up in yeah. the work that I do with clients as well. And I was just kind of, it was more of a reaffirming question for me. So mm -hmm. the way that you put it together, I think is, I mean, it, 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 it's great because that's exactly how, you know, I've seen it and to have your reflection mm -hmm. of it is awesome. So okay. one of the things that I'm curious about mm -hmm. uh, to kind of springboard off of that is mm -hmm. when it comes to working with individuals that, would identify as okay like i've gone through this big t trauma this major trauma mm -hmm. um I, I think what i could see and you can let me know if i'm wrong here is like mm -hmm. oftentimes there's either you know they might not want to go there so there's just like hesitancy to then like work with you because it's like mm -hmm. if mm -hmm. i commit to this then i really got to go into that place that i don't want to go mm -hmm. um or there's that sentiment of, like you mentioned, oh, like I didn't go through anything like major, therefore this is not what I need. And then we keep mm -hmm. perpetuating these patterns of surface level solutions. So mm -hmm. I'm just curious, is that something that you've seen in your work? And if so, how do you like work around it? Mm. Yeah, I think I've probably seen like the gamut of that. And what I like to do initially with a new client is just prepare them for the resistances and blocks they're going to come up against. Because even if they start with me and they're all gung-ho, like I'm ready to do this, you know, several weeks in, resistance is gonna come up. And, and I want them to be prepared for that. I'm like, there are gonna be days where you don't wanna show up for session. There are gonna be days when you don't wanna do the homework. There are gonna be days when you don't wanna to talk to me. There's gonna be all these things that are gonna come up for you. That's normal, you know, because healing takes a process of building safety, you know? And until we build that safety, our psyche is gonna keep putting up resistance. And so even though consciously 
we're like totally ready on that deeper level, we're totally scared. And at some point that's going to, you know, come up into the, into the fore and that's going to be the resistance we have to deal with. And it's like, okay, so we know that this is going to happen and we know that underneath it all, there's some part of you that's really scared. So let's just back it off, you know, back off for a bit and just like create more safety so that that part can come down. And Got that's it. generally how I work with it. Yeah. Love it. I mean, it's, it's amazing to me and thank you for sharing that how, like even in, you know, the, some of the things that have happened, like on the podcast with regards to things that come up and how we deal with it. And, and certainly in like my coaching and working with clients, mm-hmm. like I will have different words to describe what you just shared, but it's like, that is the shared experience. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's one that I really want to drive home for everybody listening that, you know, we started this with is like, yeah, it doesn't matter if it was like you said that the teacher telling you, you're stupid. And now the ripple effect of that is like, I, you know, do not go forward in the business that I want or make that business. Or if it was something, you know, quote unquote, like, like big T trauma. Right. Um, And I love the fact that the process for both, right. It's like the intensity might've been different in the moment or whatever, but the fact that it's happening right now, it's like, I don't feel safe. So then the emotions and the subsequent ripple thoughts attached to it are going to put in all of these aspects that are going to hold me back, right? Like we give right. that name of self-sabotage, but really it's mm-hmm. a coping mechanism that that's gone awry. Exactly. So, awesome. Exactly. And is there anything else you, you would like to, to add to that? No, but I think that that's a good point that you bring up that that's what we call self-sabotage. But I think the, yeah, the truer essence of self-sabotage is that there are parts of us that are just too afraid and we need to create safety for that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we say like, you know, self-sabotage is real, but it doesn't actually exist. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the consequences of it are real. The, the behaviors mm-hmm. associated with it are real, but it doesn't actually exist because it, it's, it's a need fulfilling behavior. So, yes, yeah. exactly. exactly. Love it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in that case, I mean, mm-hmm. I'd love to then explore, um, you know, you clearly have this big passion to do this. You clearly have like this vast amount of like wisdom and, and knowledge with regards to helping people transcend these these aspects that are holding them back so i'm curious to know that as far as your 10k norm what do you feel like is standing in your way of making that a reality mm. well my business has had like many iterations over the years And so I've recently relocated once again, and it just feels like I'm starting over again. You know, I had a brick and mortar business years ago as well. And I really felt like that was my dream and I was so excited to have it. Um, In retrospect though, I I realized that had COVID hit and I still had that brick and mortar, it would have gone out of business. So it's like, you know, the universe works in wonderful ways. So now it's just, you know, starting over and you know, there's, there's just so much information out there about how to market your business. And, and I'm taking it all in. And at, and at some point, I feel like I have to figure out for myself what works for me, you know, because if like you go into these networking groups and everyone's like just checking off all these boxes of all these things that are the hot thing that you should be doing, you know, um, And for a long time, I thought like social media was the thing and like keeping up with these algorithms and always posting and all this stuff. 
And, um, and I'm realizing that's not, it's not for me. I don't resonate with it. So it's like, what, yeah, what is it in my marketing that I can resonate with that will bring the leads that will create that, that 10K month? So when you, and I'm assuming you've done certain marketing things mm -hmm. already, like you've tried certain things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Out of all of the ones that you've tried, which ones felt the least uh, like work? I think what's resonating with me right now is building my publicity. Um, reaching out to um, different media outlets, to newspapers, and getting my name out that way. Um, because that feels like people are coming to me organically rather than me having to do all these like direct messaging and all these posts on Instagram and all that stuff. Got it. So more like if I get myself out there and I speak and people hear me speak, then that will kind of bring people uh, to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And uh, has that been working to move you closer to what it is that you want? Well, it's all just started. So I feel it moving incrementally, um, but I can't say 100% yes, because it's, it's just in its beginning. Got it. Okay. And when you look at the other things that you have tried, so you, you mentioned like uh, reach outs and like posting and things like that, um, has that yielded any results or it's still too early to tell? No, I feel like that has not yielded results. Like I know I've invested time and money in it and it's like not done anything that I feel like really supports my business. Got it. So then in terms of the clients that you are working with online, how did you end up getting those? Um, through uh, networking, like I belong to a lot of groups in Facebook. So women found me there. And, and I mean, I have a presence on Instagram and so some women have found me there. Um, but that doesn't feel as magnetizing as these other things do. So when you are in these groups that you are part of, what mm -hmm. is usually your role in them that actually yielded clients? Um, just making posts, like, you know, doing that, hi, you know, I'm Tamara, this is what I do. Um, I'm accepting new clients. I'd love to talk to you. Like just those kinds of like intro kind of posts that seem to get women talking to me. Okay. So I'm part of a group. I say, this is who I am. This is what I do. And then mm -hmm. that ends up starting uh, certain conversations. Yeah. Okay. So if that's been working, mm -hmm. why switch to something that seems to not be liked or isn't really working? Um, well, what do you mean? I'm switching to like Instagram or switching to the publicity? Right, you mentioned like, okay, like publicity, uh, you know, Instagram and posting, mm -hmm. um, you know, getting myself out there in other mm -hmm. media, right? It's like, okay, I've tried all these things. It's kind of new. It's not mm -hmm. really yielding the results, but then there is this other stuff that I've done and it's actually gotten clients, but I kind of stopped doing those things. So why well, transition? Yeah. Um, well, I feel like when I was posting in the women's groups, and it's not something I kept up, I was doing that and offering an intro uh, rate that's much lower than what my actual monthly rate or uh, package rate is. And I think that was attractive to women, but I don't want to keep posting, you know, these discounted rates. Like that's, that's not my goal. 
So, but I do, I kind of, I want to, I want to um, use everything that's working, right? So posting in the groups works some, but it's not like consistent. I've just started with the publicity and that's, I feel like it's building something. So, you know, we'll see. Um, the, The only thing that I feel like is just not panning out are like, the everyday posts on Instagram and Facebook and, and LinkedIn. Like I just, that just seems like it's not doing anything or much of anything. Right, that's kind of the, the drag and, and, and all that. Mm-hmm. Got it. So the sentiment of like I was posting, but then basically what I was posting is like a highly discounted rate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that did actually get you certain clients. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. Why post uh, with the discounted rate? Um, because I was just starting, and I just wanted to, you know, get get some contact and and start some conversations. So that's so why. you were just starting online, but I mean, mm-hmm. you've been doing this for a long time, right? Okay, right. So mm-hmm. there, there seems to be a bit of a like like a negative cognition or or, or some aspect there. They're like, oh, just because I'm starting online. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm gonna discount the wealth of experience I have. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Does that resonate in any way? Mm-hmm. I I get what you're saying, and I I I guess in that decision to post a special, it's kind of just like old thinking of like, this is how you drum up business. You know, you like put these blasts out and you post specials and that's what you do. So, but I can see, I can see the disconnect that you're talking about. Okay. And then what comes up for you? Like when that, like I can see that disconnect, like what Mm -hmm. comes up for you internally with regards to that? Mm. Well, I think because that wasn't how I began. I think I just started with, you know, probably, well, now I have to go back in my memory and think about what I did. Um, Cause honestly, you know, I put, I put my, my website together and my, my fees were posted there. And then when I started publicizing on um, social media, I don't think I ever put my full fee out there. I don't think I ever did that. So that was kind of like a, a skipped step. <laughs> so um, it just went into, you know, an introductory um, discounted rate. Okay. And does it feel more comfortable to lead with the discounted rate versus it feels more uncomfortable to lead with the full rate or there's not really a lot of difference? I would say it feels more comfortable now because I had a very clear reason like why I left that, why I put that discounted rate out there that this was like months ago. Um, that felt more, more comfortable then, but now it feels more comfortable to have my full rate. Awesome. Yeah, good. So I just want to make sure that wasn't uh, still a thing because that does come up all the time with the hearts and entrepreneurs that I work with where it's, you know, we will discount the value that we hold because of these narratives of it should be this way, it should be that way. I mean, even how exactly like you said it, right? Like 
this is how business should be done. Well, like, is that really true? Right. Because right? it's like, right. you're not, you know, I don't know, like you were uh, an office worker before and then you spent a year getting a life coach certification and now this is like your first born to doing it. Like mm-hmm. you've had this, this like well of experience from which mm-hmm. to draw from, like whether we're in person or we're online, like mm-hmm. your skill set is your skill set, right? So right. the first thing is just watching those narratives of the shoulds, right? Like I mm-hmm. should right. on this particular way. So I would right. think to, okay, are there any other shoulds that are operating right now, right? Like I should post this way on social media. I should have my prices on my website. I should have a process of selling you know, this way or that way. So do any shoulds come up uh, when I reflect that? Well, yeah, I mean, the latest shoulds are about like the funnels. Like everybody's got to have all these funnels <laughs> going. And, and that's been a learning curve for me also. So um, I did one of these funnels and I, you know, I, I took the time to create a series of, of, of videos that was a free offer that was supposed to funnel people into my, or women into my uh, support group. And the free offer was picked up, like people were, were going for it, but it didn't lead where it was supposed to go. You know, it was just like, and, and I don't even, and looking back at the, the stats, like not everyone, of course, not everyone finished the, the video series and, and whatnot. So this whole thing about funnels is it should. Um, but still the, the whole thing about you know, keeping up with that algorithm is a should. It's like, you gotta be posting X, Y, Z, you know, amount per week, or you just drop into oblivion and people don't see you anymore. So that's another one. Okay. So the should's about the tools that I need to use in order to succeed. Uh, those coming up, anything else? Mm-hmm. I think that's it right now. Got it. And uh, in addition to like the tools and stuff that we have all of these narratives around, mm-hmm. um, are there any narratives that come up with regards to, okay, I need to sell people a particular way? Like, is there anything about that that pops up? Sell people a particular way? No, I don't think anything comes up around that. Okay, got it. So just to give you context in case that as much strength as I was hoping for. Um, Oftentimes when it comes to selling, Mm. especially individuals that come from like quote unquote more traditional uh, healing modalities. So Mm. therapists, et cetera, where there's this norm of, okay, I should sell X amount of sessions uh, at a particular rate. Or versus, okay, I should sell a result for a particular amount of time for a particular rate. Uh, is there any distinctions between those two? Oh, okay. Well, yes, I feel like that's been part of my training in all this is that we as um, holistic providers, as coaches, we're, we're selling an experience, right? And for me, the experience is transformation. So that has to be in my wording, that that is the, the value that I'm giving is transformation. Okay, and then do your offers and 
how you approach them reflect that? I believe so, but it's, I, I think I, indirectly. I think, you know, because part of what I do is, is, is tell a story, either, you know, giving some of my story or giving some of my client's story, giving the, the, um, the process and the outcome. And I guess in, by doing all that, you get the story of transformation. So I don't really use that word transformation <laughs> per se. Okay. So I think that is a very important distinction and a very important narrative and one that does come up off, like I said, when people make that transition, mm -hmm. because the realization here is when we are experts at something, mm -hmm. our brain defaults to speaking in expert terms. So mm -hmm. we speak to be technically correct. We speak to the solution that we offer. We speak to the modality because we are rooted in, you know, I can solve your problem and these are my tools. So mm -hmm. we are very comfortable in that technical space. Mm -hmm. The issue that oftentimes comes up with that is it's very much disconnected from where the person that we can help is. Right, right, right. So, right. And I'll bring it back to you, but just as like a general example, mm -hmm. if I'm talking, so bringing it back to fitness, because it's something that you know everybody can kind of relate to. Mm -hmm. If I'm talking to an individual and I'm giving them the kind of, modality that I will use to improve the biomechanics of their squats. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, listen, I just want to like go down the stairs without knee pain. Like what, mm -hmm. what are you talking about? Right. Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. if you have to call a plumber and the plumber's like, well, I'm going to use like this flange and this hinge. And we're going to mm -hmm. like, like, I just need hot water. Like you know, right. a shower, like can right. you do that for right. me. Right. Yeah. Right. So now bringing it back to, you know, healing modalities. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, what happens is there is this disconnect between mm -hmm. where people are. So you said, okay, what I'm selling them is an experience, which mm -hmm. indirectly I know is a transformation. Mm -hmm. That indirectly is like a small word with a very mm -hmm. big impact. Mm -hmm. Somebody that has had the realization that, you know, that trauma thing that happened 20, 30, whatever, 40 years ago has impact in my life right now it's almost like a, you know, like that meme where the brain like, like, you know, blows up. It's like, oh my God, like that's what happened. Mm -hmm. But now if we're talking to them about like modalities and experiences, mm -hmm. a little bit of a disconnect. So it's like, I first mm -hmm. feel seen and heard and understood mm -hmm. in marketing mm -hmm. I need to better understand my pain and right. then move somebody towards the realization that there's a gap between where they are and the vision that they might not even have clarity on, like what can life mm -hmm. be like beyond, mm -hmm. you know, the identity I have with being a trauma survivor. Right. Now, before I continue, does that resonate and or make sense? No, absolutely. I mean, and that's, I, I missed that language when I was explaining myself to you, but yeah, what I'm doing in my post is speaking to the pain point and calling that out and offering these um, solutions. So, yeah. Perfect. So then mm -hmm. when you're actually going forward and selling, are you selling the end result of that? Uh, I believe I am. I mean, okay. I would have someone, I have to have someone else to look at my, my post, but I believe I am. Perfect. So, I mean, just give me, like, walk me through it. Then let's just say I 
have the trauma that I was like bullied quite a lot as a kid. And either through your posts or in some way, I was like, okay, I've identified that, you know, what that could be manifesting as a lack of confidence at work. Okay. Just, I mean, obviously we don't have to like role play the whole sale, but like, what is it that you are selling to me? With that scenario, I feel like it would be a question of someone who is suffering because they want to move ahead and they can't somehow. Like they're feeling, they're seeing all these people get promoted around them and they don't know why they're feeling they're falling behind. And there's something in them that's a, a seed belief um, and a, a wound to their self-esteem that's steeped in this bullying. And so the, the thing that, I would probably say to reach out to them is that, you know, are you feeling frustrated because you're not where you know you want to be? Are you feeling, you know, downhearted, down, what's the word I want? Um, downhearted because you're seeing all these people move ahead and you're not, and you can't figure out why. This process that I will take you through will help you get to the why and help you transform that into the steps that can take you forward. Perfect. And does that illuminate my situation further or sells me the result of that illumination? Hmm. I suppose it illuminates because I didn't articulate the outcome in what I just said. Correct. So mm -hmm. people will be drawn to you and your ability to illuminate and make them feel seen and heard. Mm -hmm. What they're going to pay for is the result of the other side of that. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And then the, the prompt, and again, this happens all the time, mm -hmm. what like, okay, if this is who I am approaching you, mm -hmm. what result are you selling me? Your brain right away goes back to my expertise, how I see you, what I know you need to work on. Mm -hmm. Problem is, I don't get up in the morning thinking, oh man, like what I really need is like more illumination. Mm -hmm. Like I get up, I'm so like, I don't want to go to work because all I see is failure. Yeah. Who I am because I'm not getting the promotion that mm -hmm. I feel like I would be qualified for. Right. Right. The result that mm -hmm. I want mm -hmm. is I want the freedom to execute on the work that I know I'm capable of. Mm -hmm. That's what I will pay for. Right. The gap will be filled with the modalities you described. Mm -hmm. Does that, like, how, how does that land for you? In reflection? No, I get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So do you see any of those patterns uh, when you do go forward and, uh, like do any, either the marketing or the selling or the conversations. I'm sorry, do I see patterns where? So like what I just uh, like reflected back, mm -hmm. like does that, like when you look back through either your posts or your reach outs mm -hmm. or, you know, conversations that 
you've had it didn't lead to sales does anything like that come up where instead of being rooted in the other person's and you might not even be doing the work to explore the result that they Mm -hmm. want but actually rooted in uh the modality like does that resonate as far as what might be happening on a regular basis Mm -hmm. and i'm going back in my mind to these various posts and I, yeah, I think that I do hit that, but, but in all honesty, it just might not be as effective as it could be. Like I'm understanding that there's, you know, power in wording. And even if it was just the changing of one word that might do the difference or make the difference. I would 100% uh, agree with you. And I would also say that the messaging differs. Um, So like if it's a post, usually like it's extremely hard, especially with no audience to be like, okay, I'm gonna make one post and I make like 10 sales. Mm. Extremely unlikely, right? Yeah. So the posts are going to be more reflective of, I see you, I hear you, I understand you. You know, th- this is how I can help you, right? They're gonna have, as a general thing, it's not always true, but they're gonna have yeah. a general sentiment of that. Yeah. When somebody takes the next step, so that their mindset is a bit different to actually speak with you, mm-hmm. I think in your instance, that's when it really counts because you're not working with a big audience. The mm-hmm. impact of the posts is minimal, right? Like. Mm-hmm whether I shift that to my minimal audience, like isn't as big of a like ripple effect. Mm-hmm. But when I am speaking to individuals, refining how I speak and do that sales process, I think is going to go a long ways. In fact, I think it's going to be a bigger um, multiplicative effect for you mm-hmm. improving any of the funnels, any of the content, any of like those pieces. Mm-hmm. So how does that piece land for you? No, it makes sense. Makes sense. Perfect. So, I mean, I know we kind of touched on a a, a bunch of different um, aspects of this. Yeah. Does this kind of feel complete in the sense that I I have some like additional clarity? I don't really have any clarity. Uh, Does it feel complete? Like what's uh, kind of your internal state right now? it just, it feels like this has been a, um, a validation of things that I knew, just um, getting, yeah, getting more laser focused on it. Yeah, and I agree, right? Because I think you, you know your stuff from the inside out and it's just a matter of like fine tuning it so that mm-hmm. I can communicate better at, to serve people where they're at. Like I, I got to matter to them with regards to where they're at. I got to get better at speaking their language. I can get better at communicating that piece mm-hmm. um, so that they can decide to make that commitment to, to close that gap. So yeah, right. that is a huge one that comes up quite a bit often. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that case, like, does that feel complete for you or is there anything oh, yeah. else coming up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, in that case, if it feels complete. Um, I'm going to shift the floor back over to you so that you can, you know, let all the good people know with regards to, you know, who is it that you work for? What's the best way for them to contact you? Where is the best place for them to reach you? Floor is yours to us. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, so 
Again, I am Tamara Jeffries of Grow and Thrive Wellness, and you can find me at growandthrivewellness.com. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Grow and, Grow and Thrive Wellness. And um, if you want to email me, you can email me at Tamara at tamarajeffries.com. Awesome. And uh, who would be the best person to reach out to you? I work exclusively with women and I work with women who identify as trauma survivors. And again, we don't have to go into like that big letter T, but if there's just been something in your life that you feel has overwhelmed you, has left you um, feeling stuck in these patterns that aren't shifting, you know, that's the woman who usually comes my way, who, who resonates with the work. Um, but I'll also add women who are interested in a truly holistic approach that looks at the deep psyche, looks at dreams, looks at working with the body and working with the body um, through somatic exercises, which are, it's looking at the mind body connection. So someone who's resonant with that kind of work also um, does well in, in my programs. Awesome. Love it. Uh, we're going to include all those links and everything in the uh, show notes. So yeah, definitely. If, even for a little bit that resonates with you, um, you, know, you have the opportunity here to really get the help that you need. So highly encouraging you to uh, check out all of the uh, links. So tomorrow, thank, thank you very you. much for uh, coming on today. And uh, we'll see everybody on the next one.